Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Today's show will feature interviews with TV anchor Fred Hickman and Hunger Games actress Dakota Hood. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Well, I got a great friend coming back in on Sold Out Sports Talk. Always great to talk with him. Um, I call him one of the legends of uh, sports broadcasting, CNNSI, if you go back that far. Uh, good friend Fred Hickman and with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. Fred, how are you? Uh, always good to talk to the original RG3. I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> now, now here's the good news. Uh, you know, you've been doing sports for years and years and years, ESPN, uh, you know, CNNSI, T, you know, TNT, New York, Atlanta Braves, uh, go to New Orleans to do sports, and I find out that now you're anchoring the news in Baton Rouge at WBLA, the NBC affiliate. Now, now that's got to be fun for you, right? Something, a little big change, it sounds like. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little reinvention. You know, when you've been doing this as long as I have, and you've been around a long time as well, um, you're always looking for a challenge. Um, you know, I'm not, at my age, I'm 61, which is young. A young 61. Not, young 61, that's right. And I'm not, but I'm not trying to, you know, oh, i got to go to you know, a bigger market or, you know, prove any points. You know, i got... Quality of life and significance, right? Yeah. Quality of life. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, being able to to really and truly make a difference. I mean, let's face it, sports is great. It's a, it's a great distraction. It's, uh, it's fun to cover. <clears throat> but um, there are so many important things going on in the world today. I mean, look at the crazy times we live in now. That, um, you know, I think you need to have somebody that's clear-eyed, um, that has seen a few things, um, lived through a few things, to kind of interpret what you think is happening. Not to not to shape anybody's opinion, but just to be sure to make sure people are armed with facts. Well, did you ever um, think? Did you ever think, Fred, when you were at CNNSI and you guys were making a strong run at, at ESPN, and of course ESPN was pre-Disney at that point. Did you ever think that sports would be where it is today in terms of the amount of coverage and, and just the, the, the news cycle and how fast this thing's going? No, no. I mean, you know, you look at football now, and there is no offseason. Every day there's something going on with the NFL. Um, and I think back to when it was fun for me, the most fun. <clears throat> this is before I was even covering it. If you remember when Monday Night Football first came online, right? that Thanksgiving Day football, those two games, <clears throat> Detroit and Dallas, but Monday Night Football and then Sundays, and that was it. Now, you didn't get to see a lot of games. So, so then Monday nights, you can catch you know, the halftime and, and then see the highlights of the other teams. Howard Cosell, halftime highlights. Yes, and you look forward to a George Michael sports machine Sunday nights. You oh, look wow, that forward is to that. Yeah, but you know now there's no there's no anticipation because it's right there. You know, you pick up your phone and see anything you want, see any game you want. Um, I think that I think I, that's I what made Sports Illustrated good, Fred. Too was 
was you, you know, I, I, I've been taking Sports Illustrated as a habit since I was about 13 years old, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you look forward to the bios. You look forward to finding out in Sports Illustrated about who these guys were or who these gals were and, you know, what made them who they were, those in-depth stories. But now those in-depth stories are 24 hours a day, and you, you can't even have a magazine anymore. Well, my favorite page in Sports Illustrated was that, that back page where they just had these kind of obscure uh, high school athletes, or whoever they were, and the accomplishments that they made—I I right. forgot what they called it—but you know. But anyway, my my point is that you get so much oversaturation and, and fantasy leagues and all, and it's all fine, it's all great, but there's just so much of it. I tell people all the time: I've covered maybe I don't know twenty, twenty-five Super Bowls, and I've never enjoyed one of them. Because I was working all the way through. Right, right, right. You know, people going, "Oh, did you go to the great parties?" I'm like, "No, we were working." My favorite day of the Super Bowl week was a Monday after the game. Right, I would right. always take that day off and had go to dinner or something. Let everybody else slug it out at the airport, and then I would leave Tuesday. <laughs> well, I, you yeah, know, I always tell the story when you talk about technology. My first Super Bowl, and I'm on 26 coming up this year. Um, mm-hmm. was 1994 in Phoenix was the Cowboys and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. at the time I was working with a tape recorder, getting interviews, just straight up tape recorder, putting it in their face and, you know, and talking. And yep. I'll never forget. Um, I had to go back to a small radio station in North Carolina with a, with a it was, it was, it was a two minute report and I was trying to find a phone, uh, that mm-hmm. I could use to, uh, to, to, to get on, to get on air. And, couldn't find a phone and and i look upstairs and there's there's uh, you and vince Cellini and the guys at cnnsi and ran upstairs and i said can i use you guys as phone and you guys were off the air and said no 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 problem you go ahead and use the phone you guys uh, made it possible for me to do my show that night <laughs> oh well, that's cool 1994 what was that was that tampa that was phoenix the phoenix, cowboys phoenix, and the steelers phoenix. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. You guys had a beautiful okay. set upstairs. It was gorgeous. You know, they had you set up really nice up there. And I said, man, you guys saved my life. I got a phone line. I can get out. Uh, you well, remember how you, you, – well, everybody, wants to, be, everybody wants to be first now. And that's and I'm with Fred Hickman of WBLA. He's an NBC affiliate uh, doing straight-up newscasts uh, there. A little change-up from all the sports that he's done in his life. And, you know, Fred, I was going to say – you know, our program is about faith, family, and sports. And I was going to ask you, you know, somebody asked me the other day, they said, you know, who who, who were the Christian athletes that you first looked up to and, and how far back? And I said, well, when I was in college as a, as a junior, Roger Staubach and Steve Barkowski were really the first two football players that I ever heard talk about God in any way, shape, or form. And um, mm-hmm. so, so I modeled myself after them because I really felt like, not only were they great on the field, but they were great family people, and they were they were tremendous with kids. And um, who who were the first couple of Christian athletes that you remember uh, covering? Um, was AC Green was one. Oh yeah, uh, with the uh, the Lakers back in the day. Um, oh jeez, I'm trying to think of his name. Goodness gracious, number thirty eight with the Buffalo Bills and those great teams. He was in the secondary. Um. Oh, cheapers. I cannot Was it Kelso, the safety? Mark Kelso, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yes. And um, just just a great guy. But those two guys uh, were right there. Wayman Tisdale was another Right, right. Oklahoma. Um, yeah. But um, 
And, of course, A.C. Green was way ahead of his time. I mean, living in Hollywood with the Lakers and then, you know, about sexual abstinence. And, in fact, Fred, I was with him last summer. He still does his basketball camp in Orange County. Uh, And he was at a high school out there, and we went out there to see him, and he's still doing his thing, man. He was awesome. Well, and, and, you know, give yourself some credit, too, because you're you're cutting edge. You're the first one I know of who's, you know, put God first in sports, you know, in the media. And uh, a lot of us really appreciate that. We really, really do. Um, well, because, it's, you know, that's that's the whole thing nowadays. I mean, I've seen, since transitioning to news, we've had, um, you talk about dirty pool. <laughs> I think Louisiana politics, it doesn't get any worse than that. So politics is uh, worse than sports in your estimation when it comes to the dirty oh play? Oh, gosh. Yes, yes. I mean, there are no rules once those gloves come off. Wow. And then there's there's that, and then there's, uh, such division. I haven't seen, and I'm very serious about this. I think that God has prepared us um, for times such as these. I have never seen more chaos and more um, just, you know, tugging and struggling between people, especially in our country. Well, this is going to make us sound old, Fred. But but my but you you probably talked to your wife about this. But my wife and I were talking the other day, and she she always looks at me, and, and she whenever she sees my three year old grandson, you know, grab the phone and know more about a phone than she does. Uh, mm-hmm. She'll 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 say, "Don't you yearn to go back to the days when we didn't have you know faxes, when we didn't have answering machines, when we didn't have mobile phones, when we didn't have computers." where you could sit down at dinner with your family, have a conversation. If the phone rang, you let it ring, they'll call back. And, you know, mm-hmm. to me, the instant communication has really, in one way, been great technology, but it has really hurt the this generation of kids with their communication skills. No, I absolutely agree with that. And, Roman, forgive me, I've got an alarm going off in my head here. I'm just going to turn that off. Give me one second. Yeah. Fred Hickman with us from WBLA, NBC affiliate in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Speaking of technology, it takes me a little time to get to these things. But, um, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. It, it, it's taken away from family time. Um, you know, and thank God we still have, you know, good churches to go to because at least you have that hour or two on uh, Sunday mornings where, you know, you can just disconnect. Right. And, um, and, and fellowship uh, with folks. And, and, you know, I, and I don't guess people understand that. There's a lot of fellowshipping that goes on in sports. Um, you know, there are chapels. Um, you know, I would try to go to chapel whenever I could uh, with the guys, with the players. Uh, it didn't matter, you know, what team it was. We didn't have a team. Um, you know, we covered whatever we were covering. But you know, I try to find out where you know chapel was and go in and um, and just worship with the guys. And get, but get it, isn't that the thing, Fred? That if you talk to any athlete that spent any time playing the game. Uh, they always tell you that the thing they miss the most is the locker room and is the guys, is the fellowship and, and the camaraderie. I mean, it doesn't matter who I talk to. You know, nobody nobody will tell you, hey, I wish I was, you know, getting hit again. But they'll tell you, I just yeah. miss I miss, I miss, miss that atmosphere of, of being with a group of guys with a common goal. No, that's absolutely right. And they, they miss that more than anything. I think they miss that more than the competition. Because you do. I mean, you're, you're a family. You live with each other. Um, you know, back during the days when I was doing uh, the Atlanta Hawks uh, with Skip Carey, this is back in the early 80s, you know, there were no charters <laughs> that the players would take. 
Liverpool commercial, uh, like everybody else. So, um, and there was no cable TV, so we played cards on the road. Um, <laughs> everybody watched those out. It was the funniest thing. Big, huge NBA players would talk about, oh, did you see what happened on Days for Our Lives today? <laughs> God bless you, my friend. I appreciate you coming on. Always great to be with you, and I'll look forward to visiting soon. Thank you. God bless you and yours and your crew as well. You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with actress and country music artist Dakota Hood. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Faith, family, uh, it's all about uh, success and high-impact people, and uh, we've got one on with us today. Dakota Hood is with us. Uh, 2012, she was an actress in one of the most famous movies ever made, Hunger Games. Uh, she also has acted on television, but uh, now she's transitioning. Well, I don't know if she's transitioning, but she's doing a great job as a country-western pop artist. She has her new hit, Front Page News, that's out uh, that you can get anywhere you get music. Uh, coming in with us. I'm very excited to have you. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be on. Well, you know, we have something in common. Uh, you're from uh, North Carolina, uh, back here. And uh, tell me about tell me about growing up in North Carolina, about what, what it's like. Yeah, I always tell everybody, you know, I've lived in New York, I've lived in California, but there's no place like home. So no matter where I'm going to be, Nashville, L.A., I'm always going to have a home base here. I love it here. Um, I'm really big with my family and my friends, and I love keeping that down-home route. So I love North Carolina. I love it here. I feel the same way. Whenever I go back out to Los Angeles, I get out there quite a bit. Uh, it's always nice to visit, but when my feet get back here in the Carolinas, it uh, just very, very relaxing place to live and uh, a lot of good people and, as you said, real family roots. So sounds like with all the fame that you've had at a young age, uh, you know, that your movie career and television career and now, uh, now, now country western Nashville that you've uh, maintained your roots and kept yourself grounded. Yes, um, it's been really great. My family's been really supportive. Um, my friends have been really supportive. It started when I was really young, so I kind of don't really know anything else that I've done. So, uh, you know, they grew up with me doing it. My family's really supportive, and anywhere, you know, we have to go or what we have to do, they're just they're always there. There's so much going on in the country western world. I mean, you can you can be a little bit pop, you can be a little bit rock and roll, you can go old time roots. Um, what's your goal as a country western artist? You know, when I go into a ride or I go to record music, um, I don't really put myself into one specific genre. That's the really cool thing about country music nowadays. You can just go in, go in with an inspiration or go in, and, you know, with the idea that you have and you see where it goes. So some days I may be super pop, super country, maybe sometimes I'm going to be old soul. Like, it's just, it just depends on the day and the inspiration that I have going into it. So that's really cool. And the good thing is, you know, um, radio and my fans have been really receptive to it. So uh, it's really exciting. Well, tell me about why why you decided to go into uh, to music. Obviously, you've you've had a good career. Uh, you know, not many people uh, start out like you did to be on a hit movie like Hunger Games, which is which was <laughs> incredible. I mean, so tell me about what made you think, hey, you know, I, I want to sing. 
Well, you know, I've been in the entertainment industry since I was really young. Um, it was just kind of a thing to do. You know, once you, if you get into theater here, then you got an, you know, got an agent and everybody can sing. So, um, I really started singing first because I was in um, musical theater. And, uh, from here in North Carolina, you know, there's not a lot of places that go out and sing at, you know, for a 12 year old girl to go sing at, you know, a bar or anything. But what we did was we did showcases here at like the community theater and, um, at Western, uh, Western shows. So I got to, uh, you know, sing. We did a, I did a show with Scotty McCreary. I did it with Clay Aiken. That's what we all grew up around here doing those shows. And then we just branched off. Okay, my wife is a huge fan of Scotty McCreary. Tell me about him. You know him pretty well? Yeah, I, I know him. Um, okay, you know, we did a show a little bit ago. I've seen him at some events here and there. He always seems really, you know, down-home true. Uh, it's so funny because as we've grown up together, is that, like, you know, when we went to high school, like our high schools were rivals, and now, you know, um, it's just funny. You know, we always grow up together somehow, um, and then we see each other at events, and he just got married, so congratulations to that. Um, his wife seems really sweet, so I'm just really excited for him and everything that's happening for him. Dakota Hood is our guest, uh, actress and now country western artist right here on Sold Out Sports Talk. Uh, Dakota, tell me, tell me about um, today. Um, there's so many opportunities for young people that are talented uh, to be role models. Is that important to you to be a role model? It's so important to me. And my biggest thing right now is that you need to stay true to yourself because in this day and age where social media plays such a huge role in my generation, you know, there's some times where I have to just take a break from social media and say, hey, I need to do some me time because you can see you, it's, it's always comparing yourself to other people. It's always saying, oh, well, you know, this person's doing this or this person looks like this. Well, you know what? I was made like this. I'm happy in who I am, and I love who I am, and this is what I'm putting out to the world. And, you know, if they like it, awesome. You know, and that's what you just have to realize is um, the generation of our age is that they just need to realize and stay true to themselves. Um, that's going to get you really far. How hard is that in Hollywood? Oh, yeah. It's, it's all about who you surround yourself with um, and the positive vibes that you surround yourself with the people. That's what are going to get you through it because in Hollywood, in New York, even in Nashville a little bit, they're always going to be pushing you to be somebody else or somebody, you know, I want you to have this hair color. I want you to do this over there. And um, I got to the age of about 20, 19, 20, and I, and I said to myself, you know, I'm tired of, you know, this person calling me and saying they want me for this and they want me for that, but I have to change this about me. Um, and so, you know, it was a big adjustment to my agent in the acting world. But, uh, you know what I said? I said, listen, if you want me, you want me. Um, I'm going to stay true to myself. You only live one life. I want to have this hair color. I want to do this with my life. And if you guys fit into my mold, into my life, then that's great. And we want to do a party together, great. But I'm not changing for anything or anyone. And that's what everybody needs to realize is that this world is going to try to change you, but you got to stay true to yourself. You know, that's so true in anything you do. And, 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 you know, one of the things that we always talk to athletes about, because, you know, athletes have such a short window, uh, retirement for an athlete happens sometimes even in your mid-30s. I mean, if you're lucky, you might get to your late 30s or 40 years old, mm -hmm. uh, but you have the rest of your life ahead of you to figure out what you're going to do. But uh, in your realm, you know, when you start out and you do something as big as the Hunger Games, uh, it's got to be difficult sometimes for people to look at you and typecast you or look at you and say, you know, this is, you know, always celebrating what you did years ago as opposed to looking at what you're doing now. Exactly. And the thing is, you know, I will always give credit to, you know, the author, Suzanne Collins, and the, uh, the casting director. You know, that was my first big break. 
um, that that cast is still like a big part of my life. We're still a huge family. Um, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today without what happened um, a couple years ago. But you know, I'm I'm moving forward, and I've got this music coming out, and that more movie projects that I'm in, that are in the work. So I'm excited about that. So what is it about uh, singing in front of a live audience and playing in the theater in front of a live audience? You know, is it basically the same for you in terms of the way you approach it, or is it completely different? Yeah, so to me, it, it, it's two different things. It depends on, like, what you're doing. So if I'm, if I'm being Dakota and I'm on a stage and I'm singing my songs and I'm being me, I'm so, um, I get a little nervous sometimes, but when I'm in, you know, when I'm in front of the TV or in front of a camera, um, I get to be somebody else. That's really cool for me because I get to dive into a different character and create another world. And it's a little bit, not easier, but more comfortable for me. Um, so getting up and being Dakota, you know, it's always, it's always hard to get up in front of people because you're always receptive to what their perception of you is going to be or what, you know, their judgment is going to be. But you know what? Lately, I've just been like, if you like me, awesome. If you want to come to my concert, great. Um you know, it is what it is. So, Dakota Hood's with us. Front Page News is the single. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes. She's got an album coming out uh, later on this fall, maybe even some more music from that album coming out here in another month. So be looking for what D- Dakota Hood's doing out there with CNW. Now, one of the things I like about country western and about that genre, Dakota, and I've met uh, several of these people, is the thing about country western that really separates them from other music, I think, is um, they're a little more conservative, obviously. Um, flag, military, family, God, all those things are things that are important to them, and they seem to really take it seriously about giving back to their community. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it's super important to me um, to stay true to you know what you believe, and um, God is really big for me. Um, my beliefs are really big, um, especially, you know, um, you know, just being just being what what I was raised on here in North Carolina. Um, like you said, it is very conservative, um, but it's really great uh, because I get to take that into my into my music. And we're a big family in Nashville, and um, though some of us have different beliefs, the great thing about that is there's no real judgment in Nashville. I mean, there is there's gonna be a little bit here and there, but um, I always feel like. I'm more nervous going to like LA or North Carolina or uh, New York where I got to go to the Billboard Awards where it's more genres of music mixed together. Where in Nashville, if I'm at the CMC Awards, it doesn't matter who you believe in, it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from. We're a big family. We're celebrating who and uh, what you've done for the past year. Um, and that's the fun thing about Nashville and that uh, we're a big family. You know, we talk to young people a lot, uh, you know, sold out, you know, what we do. Uh, you know, we go into schools and we and we talk to kids about success and about, you know, how to be successful and about the things that you have to do in order to do that. And, you know, you've you've experienced a lot of success at a young, young age. And, you know, one of the things that we always talk about is, is you know, do we use our platform effectively, that, that opportunity we have because of the people we know or because of the accomplishments we have or, or the realm that we're in to impact other people. What what are some of your passions in terms of using this platform to impact others? Uh, one of my biggest things is, you know, in my life, I've been doing this since I was four and five years old. Um, I've heard the word no a lot. Um, and if you're going to be, honestly, in anything that you do, you're going to hear no a thousand times to the one time you hear that yes. Um, and if you just stay true to who you are and stay, um, you know, and you love what you're doing, 
those no's become a lot easier to handle. Uh, because what I, you know, and I know a lot of people say this, but I really say, I, I stick to this, the fact that if you don't love what you're doing, then why are you doing it? So um, that's my, my platform is just staying true to who you are, love what you're doing. You're going to hear no's, but you know what? There's, there's people out there that love you. Um, there's people out there that love who you are and your uniqueness and that they're going to let that thrive and they're going to showcase that. Last minute with Dakota Hood here on Sold Out Sports Talk. So, Dakota, what are some of the causes and things that you have passion for? Yeah, so um, a couple of things. So I do a lot with the Children's Hospital here in North Carolina. That's a really big passion of mine for uh, working for the children. We donate a lot. We've done a lot of uh, raising money and a lot of benefits and stuff like that. Um, also, a couple of years ago, my uh, grandmother died of um, dementia. So I'm really big with the Alzheimer's and Dementia Foundation. Um, I go around and I sing for them at certain events. That's really big for me, as well as, um, you know, the uh, the animals and animal rescues. I'm really big with those. So um, I always say, you know, I did a lot in my lifetime, but like, I, I got to give back as much as I possibly can. Dakota Hood with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. And Dakota, it's been a real pleasure visiting with you. We're going to look forward to looking not only at Front Page News, your single on Spotify and iTunes, get it out there, and your new album coming. And I hope when you get your new album coming, you'll come back in and see us. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.